0: and truth. This is the new Freedom 1570
3: KDIZ Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com, I'm Jeremy House. The federal government's watchdog agency says a White House office violated federal law in withholding security assistance to Ukraine.
2: The Government Accountability Office has determined that the White House Budget Office broke the law by holding up aid to Ukraine. It's an issue at the center of President Trump's impeachment. According to the GAO report, the president cannot substitute his own policy priorities for those that Congress has enacted into law. The White House Budget Office disagrees with the conclusion and says the hold on aid was appropriate. Greg Clugston, the White House.
3: The Senate is set to officially accept the articles of impeachment against President Trump. In a ceremonial procession last night, the
0: articles alleging President Trump abused his power and obstructed Congress were hand-delivered to the Senate. The articles were ferried from Speaker Pelosi's office to the other end of the Capitol by House Clerk Cheryl Johnson and House Sergeant-at-Arms Paul Irving, Part of an entourage that included Congressman Adam Schiff and Gerald Nadler, All the pomp and circumstance providing only a thin veneer of civility over what remains a bitter partisan dispute over what Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has called the least fair and most partisan impeachment in American history. Bob Agner reporting.
3: Senate Majority McConnell's uh, Leader McConnell says the Senate will rise above politics and serve as impartial jurors in the impeachment trial. This is a difficult time for our country. But this is precisely the kind of time for which the framers created the Senate. Iran's president says there's no limit to the country's enrichment of uranium following its decision to abandon its commitments under the 2015 nuclear deal. That move came in response to the killing of the top Iranian general in a U.S. airstrike in Iraq earlier this month. On Wall Street, the Dow is up 173 points, the Nasdaq ahead 58. More on these stories at townhall.com.
1: Don't let your home be invaded this season with rats and mice. Keep them away the most humane way with Plug-In Pest Free. 100% chemical free. Totally safe for your family and pets and environmentally friendly. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic pest control device that has been scientifically tested and consumer proven since 1995. Now that's fair dinkum. With a 60-day money-back guarantee and a two-year manufacturer's warranty, what have you got to lose? Stop inviting unwanted rodents and pests in with baits. Say goodbye to traps and start saving money today with Plug-In Pest Free. Order yours now at gopestfree.com and save 20% with promo code SAVE20. That's gopestfree.com promo code SAVE20. Are you ready to start saving money? gopestfree.com Promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget.
4: The new Freedom 1570. Freedom1570.com. We're ringing liberty and truth. Mr. Black and Like It Matters Radio coming up next. A chilly day today. Temps about 5 above. Wind chills in the teens below zero. But warmer weather on the way. <laughs> but it's also going to bring snow. Uh, temperatures rise tonight and then heavy snow patchy blowing snow on your friday with a high near 28 measurable snow on the way for friday friday night and into saturday
0: Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker, at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Here is your class
5: valedictorian. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. Your child's education is an opportunity to instill a lifetime's worth of Christ inspired principles to create that foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. For more information, visit
6: TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
5: Millions open a My Social Security account so they can prepare for retirement. Social Security securing today and tomorrow
8: Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about questioning ourselves. You know, if we want to live our lives truly like they matter to the fullest impact, then we must question ourselves. No, I did not say. We are to live a questionable life. That's a big difference. But we must question ourselves. And uh, today's word of the day is existential. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, when we look up existential, it says relating to existence philosophy. But this is not philosophy. This is about relating to existence. And the word existential actually comes, uh, actually is combined from two words, existence and essence. Existential. The etymology tells us what an existential, existential question is. It's a question concerning the essence of what it means to be alive. And I'm going to tell you right now, with the struggle with depression and mental health, a lot of it comes down to uh, these existential questions, this existential dilemma. And let's be honest, uh, you know, society as a whole is made up of individuals. And so what happens usually, that's the saying, what happens in the classroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next because there's an existential crisis going on out there in the individual, in America. We have all these people coming to America and people don't want to become Americans anymore. They want to bring their flag, whether it be Mexican flag or their Indian flag or their Chinese flag or whatever it is. But, you know, the, the day of the hyphenated American you know, African-American, Chinese-American, and, and there's a lot of these illegals coming here. And they're illegals because they're not documented. There are laws. We like to make Trump abide by the laws, but I thought nobody's above the law. Nobody is. And so there are laws. And, uh, you know, and people used to come here and want to be great Americans, want to assimilate, become American. Now people want to bring their own culture, their own people, their own beliefs, and change America. Uh, and, you know, I love a good comedy. John and I were talking about this in the Naked Gun series with Leslie Nielsen. You know, when it first started off, it has this great thing about who America is or what we, at least what we used to think we were. Why don't you play a clip there, John? If we do nothing else this week, we must conceive at least one terrorist act that will show all the world that the United States, the great state,
3: is but a paper. Tiger, a weak nation, a weak people, a people ripe for destruction, cowards no longer willing to fight. Don't ever let me catch you guys in America.
8: <laughs> now, if you don't remember it, he's got Gaddafi there, he's got all these, uh, all these shady dudes there, or the, the leader of Africa that I forgot the guy's name, the big tall guy that was a terrorist, uh, He's got all these terrorists, all these bad guys, Saddam Hussein, all them, and he's you know, kicking all their butts, you know, And whether you agree with that or not, it's just it's a light take on things, but you know, we, we struggle. Uh, And we need to know who we are. We need to know why we're here. You know, even the Bible, you know, uh, uh, God a lot of times has his name hyphenated based on what he did because, you know, a mission in life, it's our mission statement, it's who we are, it's what we do and the quality in which we do it. And when you know who you are, then what to do is a lot easier or simpler, I should say, maybe not easier. In America, we've lost our sense of self. We've lost who we are as a country Uh, and a lot of people. Uh, in america have lost their essence their sense of existentialism why are they here why do they get up each day do what they do go home at night get up the next day and do it again and again and uh, i love studying the names of god and in the bible there's many times that what god does is associated with who he is you know it's jehovah Rapha, the god who heals uh jehovah sid canoe the the lord is our righteousness jehovah jireh the god who provides jehovah shalom the god of peace Jehovah Shema, the God who is present. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord is my banner. And think about this. For many of us, we couldn't do that. we got to know these questions. We've got to question ourselves as a leader uh, because of precedent. Because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And remember, we are little meaning makers. That's the whole essence of logotherapy. You know, it's one of the things I teach is logotherapy. Again, logotherapy derives its meaning from logos, a Greek word that means meaning and therapy, which is treatment, right? It's meaning treatment. And logotherapy is the pursuit of meaning in one's life. And Dr. Victor Franco, who's considered the father of adult learning, has one of my favorite quotes. He says, between the stimulus and the response, there is a space. And in that space is your power. It is your freedom. And see, Dr. Viktor Frankl's concept of logotherapy comes out with these basic tenets that, you know, life has meaning under all circumstances, even the miserable ones. Our main motivation for living is our will to find meaning in our life. And we have freedom to find meaning in what we do, what we experience, and who we are. But the problem is most people never exercise that freedom. You know, we love to talk about freedoms, a freedom to do whatever I want with my body, even if there's a little person living in there. Uh, freedom to, to do anything I want with my mouth except if it's uh, mentioning the, the God of the Bible, right? These are freedoms that we call to exercise. Remember the Bill of Rights was a document that showed us that we have certain freedoms that are inalienable, that are given from God. And there are other freedoms that are given by the Constitution, right? The Declaration of Independence, right? We have the right to a, a speedy trial, That's why this whole delay and the whole, um, you know, the joke that the Democrats are doing is a joke. Uh, We have the right to not be self-incriminated. We have the right, the president has the right of executive privilege, right? These are rights that are given to us by the government, but there's a lot of rights that we have. And the problem is we don't exercise those rights. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be, you know, talking about who are you. It's one of those important existential questions, you know, to me, the, the most important existential questions is who are you? It's why are you here? It's what your purpose If today was the last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that you were given the gift of life? For those of us that know the God of the Bible who accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, why did he save us and still keep us on this planet? He didn't take us away. He didn't rapture us. He didn't take us under. So there has to be a reason. And I really believe that the key to life is not only finding that meaning, finding that purpose, but then living with it. You know, because love is a verb. We're all called to love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Remember, for God so loved the world, he did something about it. For I so love my wife, I do something about it. For you so love your kids, you do something about it. For so many so love this country that they do something about it. And that's what we're going to talk about today, these existential questions. Because knowing who you are, knowing why you're here, dictates everything else. And a lot of us have been programmed from our past. Right, wrong, good, bad, and I'm just being honest with you. Some of us have been told we're not this, we're not that. Some of us have been beaten down and told us we're less than. Some of us have experiences that have defined us. And I'm here to tell you that we must question ourselves on a regular basis. And then we need to see what's holding us back. From being that man or that woman that we've been created to be. And if it's holding you back, get rid of it because it doesn't serve you well. It's not who you are. It's not why you're here. And it's not where you're going. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to have some guests joining me, some of the lo- recent graduates from 211. And we're going to be posing the question, who are you, Team 211? I am Mr. Black. We'll be right back in three minutes.
9: You
3: know who I am? Do you know who I am? What idiot. Put you in charge. Who are you?
6: I'm a capitalist. Come on. Right.
3: Right
2: on
0: Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, talks about timeshare cancellation.
9: If I could help everybody that has been lied to when buying a timeshare, I would. But the honest truth is, I can't. And those that are telling you that they can without knowing the specifics of your timeshare, well, they're lying too. But if you were misled when buying a timeshare, if you were told your timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees would never go up, I might be able to help. Ten years ago, I was sued for millions of dollars by a timeshare giant in federal court with everything to lose. My home, my money, my kids' future. But I fought. I won. Because I fought for what was right. Helping folks that have been lied to cancel their timeshare. Unfortunately, we can't help everyone. But I guarantee you, if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call
0: Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. One.
8: What is the difference between a socialist
10: and a democrat on taxes? Well,
3: I don't know the answer, but...
10: Who are you?
8: <laughs> Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. I am the black man. I am Mr. Black. And I'm sure I ruffled a few feathers there, but you know what? When you know who you are, then you don't get wrapped up in other people defining you. Right on. You know, I don't... Yeah, we don't get wrapped up in, I'm not worried about well, who other people think I am. I know who I am, and I show it every single day. And more importantly, God knows who I am, uh, and the people closest to me know who I am. And today, we're talking about really these existential questions of who are you? Uh, why are you here? What's your purpose? If today was your last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that you were given the gift of life. You know, in my training, which you read about it at net, we help people create a powerful mission statement. And a mission statement consists of three things. It's who you are, it's what you do, and it's the quality in which you do it. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to open the phone line. i got uh, three guests going to join me uh, from last weekend's class. And this first guest will be able to clearly state to you, uh, and I won't ask him the question. He's probably panicking right now as he's hearing this, uh, who I am, what I do and the quality in which I do it, because uh, I don't need anybody to vote for me. I'm not a deplorable. Uh, I'm one of those uneducated white guys that supports the president, and I'll support him again. Uh, but I don't need anybody else to define me, because anybody that's walked with me, anybody that's spent any amount of time knows who I am uh, and knows how I give of a heart, body, and soul. So let's go to uh, phone line number two. Let's welcome Jeff to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How you doing? You are my brother from another mother, huh? <laughs> I, yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. When John, uh, when the producer phoned, the guy says he's Batman. Who is <laughs> he's Batman? And my little boy is like that. <laughs> I am Batman, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, we, we, we got to know who we are. And so uh, I'm going to let some people know some weird things about me. Number one, I play Pokemon. Yes, it's true. Uh, Steve Paneski, a good friend of mine there in Twin Cities, there mocks me. Uh, I'm a Pokemon Go player, Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm a gamer. And so, uh, Jeff, you and I met chasing little fake uh, pocket monsters around, didn't we?
10: Yes, sir. Uh, (laughs) I actually met your uh, wife through uh, through this, so that's why uh, I met you.
8: Yeah, yeah, you know, my wife, uh, a lot of people, uh my wife's the softer side, so people are a little more easier to approach me if they go through her. Otherwise, it's uh, sometimes unapproachable. But uh, <laughs> uh we kind of don't really have a great relation. We don't know each other well. We've played Pokemon together a little bit. We've uh, had a couple of drinks, a couple of meals together after playing Pokemon. Uh, but my wife saw something in you. She uh, sees people's hearts. Uh, and she said, he's a good guy. He said, uh, he's struggling a little bit. He's a good guy. Uh, we'd like to, I'd like to offer him a class. And I always say, well, put him in. And so, uh, you took advantage, uh, of a gift we gave you. And you went to Leadership Awakening. Uh, and after spending a little bit of time with us, uh, you got a chance to see Mr. Black, right? You saw Scott Black and Valerie Black at the Pokemon, Hunting for Pokemon. But Thursday night, a week ago from today, Uh, When that classroom opened up at 6.30, you guys flew in there. What was going on in your head? I mean, what were you thinking as you met Mr. Black?
10: Um, At first, it was a really weird, uh, awkward silence. And then uh, (laughs) the class just started, and I had no idea what was really going on because it was just confusing. Like, things were just going, I mean, just out of nowhere. And it was just confused and I was just a little, I was a little scared, but then it yeah. was also, I was excited as well just to be in this class and just to
8: get things going, get things moving, and and stuff like that. Well, well you knew that there were some things in your life not working. You wanted more. You're, you're a government employee, not that it's bad. You worked for the post office, and uh, uh, you just, your life's kind of hit a little bit of a rut. You were kind of struggling. Is that fair to say? Yeah, uh,
10: my life was just, um it felt like it was going down uh, a wrong spiral and um things were just what well, wasn't working out as i as i planned it would but um like i like i said before your, your wife showed up out of nowhere and she saw good things in me that i've i've missed and i'm i'm just happy to to you know take care of it amen
8: well i want you to know something you you told me a lot about who you are because you can tell a man's religion in time of despair And I put maximum pressure on people. I mean, you think Trump's putting big pressure on Iran through the financial crisis? (laughs) I put big pressure on people, don't I, brother? I do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I squeeze. I squeeze. Why? Because uh, you can tell a man's religion in time of despair, and the only thing that'll come out of somebody when life squeezes them is what's in them. We're like sponges. The only thing that can come out of the sponge is what you put in it. So even though it didn't make sense, even though you saw the intense side of me and you'd only seen the playful side of me before, you responded. Whatever I put in front of you, you did even when it didn't make sense. Uh, I got to tell you, it told me more about your heart. It told me you wanted something. It told me that you were uh, you were a good man, that God was working on you. Uh, and, man, it was a it was a crazy class. It's hard to explain what takes place in that two days, correct? Yeah, it's... it's uh... Is that what some people may think it is? But yep. when
10: you go through it and when you do it as you you said, it, it makes a lot more sense at the at the very end. It's like it's like a puzzle piece. You just got to yep. keep playing with the puzzle pieces, and then that picture will come out of nowhere.
8: Yep, and that's what it did. It's, it did. And so tell me, uh, tell my listeners, you, know, you spent 48 hours with me, less than 48 hours. You, We met you at, uh, I think, 6.30 at the class, uh, and you were out of there by 5 o'clock. So how has Jeff's life changed since Leadership Awakening? What do you think was some of the benefits you got from the two-day class? I got I got everything from this class. It made
10: me see more who I am, as we as you've been announcing. It, it makes you see the bigger picture. It makes you see brighter colors. You start feeling uh, people's uh, thoughts, uh, their emotions. You start seeing how they look, why they're so down. What you know, what's, you know, you, you can just read people pretty much, and it, it's it's good things, and that's that's what I've noticed. I've, I've noticed a big one hundred to ten percent change in my life, and it, it's thanks to you guys. It's thanks to your wife for giving me this uh, this knowledge and this test and this course, and for you to push me as far as I needed to be pushed
8: yeah well i believe in people and yet in the class early on some people were kind of offended. Why is he being mean? Why is he doing this and they actually brought that up in one break, and what did you tell him about who I really was
10: <laughs> yeah um um you you pushed pretty hard, but it was it wasn't hard enough to to make you uh you know go home well yeah. am i am i am my way but, I mean, you, you pushed hard, and it was a good push. It was a push that says, I'm not going to give up on you because God told me not to give up on you.
8: Yep.
10: You know, it was I that kind that. of push.
8: I know who I am. And out in the class, and the one that breaks you, I actually had to tell people, hey, he's really not this way. I poke him on with him. <laughs> I've done this. He's really a nice guy, right? You said that, right?
10: Yes, I, I did. I said, hey, uh, this is just as the class is, is coming out. It's an intense class. He's trying to be intense with us. He, he's really not trying to hurt us at all. He just wants you to break free from from that uh, wall barrier that, that we're, we're blinded by and that uh, low vision that we have. He just wants you to
8: be uh, head up high and just feel good about yourself every day. Yep, yep. And tell, tell our listeners some of the differences. I mean, what happened? You were telling me the other day about what happened when you went to work after class. What happened? <laughs> so uh,
10: when I went back to work, Sunday I uh I was talking to people I it was kind of hard because you know I didn't really have a voice uh through uh a lot of the stuff we did and um it was just a great feeling people just saw a brighter a brighter uh glow in me they they were getting chills when I tell them uh I guess the good news about me taking this class and learning better uh my wife noticed a, a big big difference in me uh, when I saw her that Saturday after we graduated, she noticed a huge difference in me, and uh, and just it was, I mean, just good things just happening, and um, people were trying to be negative with me, and it didn't work, uh, nothing that the devil can do is working against, against me now, and it just feels so good to just be more open and more free and not care about what people think about me.
8: Yep. You're reaching out to people, you're noticing people's pain, you're giving people proper attention, you're making eye contact when they talk to you, I mean, all those things, correct?
10: Yes, sir. It's just, I mean, besides the eye contacts, I would probably say, like, I can just feel people. I can feel how they feel, why they feel like that, and then I just start asking the question, like, are you okay, or, you know, I just try to uplift them even more.
8: Yep. it's What you're doing is you're having empathy for people. See, I teach that stuff. When you can walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. Uh That's what's lacking today. And you know this, Jeff, we're lacking understanding. We're so bitter. We're so angry. We're so self-righteous and put off that someone could vote different, that someone could think different than us. And we we become these hostile people. I mean, you work all night long. And when you normally come home, uh, you go to bed. But it was different that morning, Monday morning, when your kids were up for school, normally you'd be in bed. What was different? How did you respond differently that Monday morning?
10: Well, I I responded very very differently. Uh, my my parents and my in laws usually watch my kids during the weekends, and when that mo- when when that Monday came around, I saw my kids and I, I had joyful tears in my eyes, and I just hugged my my son and my daughter like there was no tomorrow, and it was just a good feeling. They even noticed that that uh, that I was that happy in the morning of like wow. six thirty in the morning, and so.
8: Wow. And yeah. he, instead of going to bed, you stayed up with them. You hung out with them. You said you did some homework. You spent time. Then they went to school, and then you went to bed. And uh, that's what we do. When we change our beliefs about ourselves, we change what we do. So, Jeff, thank you for trusting me. Thank you for your commitment. Uh, I look forward to not only Pokemoning with you in the future, <laughs> but to walking closer together. Okay, my friend? Yeah, you too, man. Thank you so much. Bye, right, buddy. God bless you, my friend. Bye-bye. I right. am right, Mr. Black. You're under construction on Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes.
0: Now when I was a little
2: boy, at the age of five, I had some in my pocket, keep a lot of folks alive.
8: Now I'm a man, May 21.
5: You know who I am? Do you know who I am? Yes. Oh, Whoa, 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 Slow up here, old buddy. It's real complicated. It's incredibly complicated.
0: Man's got to know his limitations.
2: Man. Oh. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training.
7: The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values.
2: Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. As Winston Churchill said, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word, freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, and hope. Hi, this is Andrew Parker with the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. Special guest this week on the Victory Hour will
4: be Spencer Brown, national spokesman for the Young Americans Foundation. Join Andrew Parker as he discusses saving the First Amendment on college campuses with advocate Spencer Brown.
0: The Victory Hour, every Sunday evening at 6, here on Freedom 1570. Here's some great news for people who plan to retire one day. The Sheila Franks Financial Hour is on the air. You know Sheila, or you should. She's CEO and founder of Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors Company. Her team has won the People's Choice Award as the best tax preparer for Osseo, Maple Grove, Champlin, and Dayton. Her advice may be the best thing you hear all weekend. It's an hour of insight, information, and strategies you can use to build wealth and keep it. Live good, retire well. Listen to the Sheila Franks Financial Hour, Sundays at 1 p.m. on Freedom 1570.
4: That's likeitmatters.net.
8: Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio Radio. Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and today we're talking about existential. That is actually the word of the day, existential. And if you don't know what it means, it relates to our existence. You know, the word existential combines two words, existence and essence, right? Existential. So it's an exist, existential question. Is a question concerning the essence of what it means to be alive, what it means to be us. In other words, what is the meaning of my life? What is the meaning of my existence? Who am I? You know, what is my true essence? What, what is my identity? Uh, what is my greater purpose? Why do I get up each day, do what I do, go home at night, uh, and do it again and again and again? How should I live my life? What is death? What happens when I die? Will I die at one point? What do I want said about me when I'm no longer here? Is there a God? And if so, what are His or Her natures, and what role does that God play in my life? Now, think about it, ladies and gentlemen. The whole PC movement, the whole—I mean, it's just a mess. In a world of moral ambiguity, a world of gray areas instead of moral black and whites, good versus evil, et cetera, how do you make moral choices? How do you decide what to do? How do you decide who you are? How do you choose between two competing bad choices? Or how do you compete choose between two or, uh, you know more competing choice, good choices? That's what I do. And this radio show is an extension of that to keep the process going. Uh, but today uh, we're inviting some guests from uh, Team 211. I do a 48-hour, two and a half day, um, I'd say, the existential training called Leadership Awakening. You can go to LikeItMatters.net, and always the week after class, always like to have a few of the graduates join me. And so let's go uh, to the phone line number three, uh, and let's welcome Chuck. Uh, I'm sorry, Craig. Craig, to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Craig?
5: I'm doing great. Thanks so much.
8: Uh, Craig's a member of our uh, family, the car medic. How's training going? Go- going well?
5: Doing very, yeah, going very well. It's a lot of fun, learning a lot of new things, learning all the things that I don't know, so uh, it's a great opportunity.
8: <laughs> yeah. I know. Now, Craig, uh, just give me a little your your past. Uh, you're, you're a little older man like I am, but tell me a little bit about you.
5: Well, I grew up in western Montana on a ranch out there, a uh, large family, youngest of nine kids. Um, I've uh, served in my church quite a bit, uh, active in sports and things like that. I've got a wonderful wife and five children, um, and, uh, and we moved down here about 15 years ago. I'm just outside of St. Louis, and uh I'm getting the opportunity to move back home again, back to Montana. So we're really excited. So, uh...
8: Sounds like your life's going pretty good. Sounds like, uh, most people on the outside look up to Craig and Craig officiates, uh, weddings and funerals and Craig's a leader in his church and Craig and uh, his wife would probably tell you he's a good man. And so, uh, you know, it's people like Craig that actually wrote this training for because it really is about the next level. And, you know, a lot of us and, and Craig, you and I are, are those people that we can get away with giving 60, 70% if we wanted to. Because our 60 or 70% is pretty impressive compared to other people. But that's where I talk about good enough. G O O D N U F F. Good enough to get by, good enough for government work, good enough that she doesn't walk out and leave a note on the wall and take the kids with her, good enough for tenure. Uh, but it's not good enough. And, and that's one thing I established in the classes whatever you thought your good enough was before you got here, it's not enough. And so uh, let me ask you, uh, you went in that class with your life going pretty well. What did you learn about yourself in that uh, two and a half day experience?
5: Well, I just learned a little bit more about my potential. You know, I realized that, you know, like I said, it's, it's pretty easy to coast, you know, if you're trying to do everything right and everything seems to be going fairly well, your kids are pretty decent and, and your job got a pretty decent job and things like that. You know, you can kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm not doing too bad, but, uh, the one wonderful thing about the program was that it really gave me, you, in, in, you know, a chance to, to to look inside myself and see, well, you know, what you know that isn't good enough. I, I can do better. I can be better. I can I'd be the person that I want to be, and the person that other people need me to be too. You know, there's there's so much more potential out there that I can attain if I kind of get out of that rut, kind of you know push myself just a little bit more, and be you know be the kind of person that I that I, you know that God has made me
8: and gave me the potential to be. And that's the key. You know whose you are, just like I know whose I am. You know you're a child uh, of of God, that you're a child of the risen king. And so you know enough scripture to know that God calls us. You know, Colossians 3.23, uh, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to man. Uh, Deuteronomy 6.5, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength. In other words, that's everything. But, Craig, how do we love God, a a non-physical being? We can't touch him. We can't see him. uh, We can think we hear him. But how can we love something, an entity like that when we got people right next to us that we can see, hear, and touch that we're not given 100%? And so part of that's about redefining what 100% is, what you're capable of. And do you think that's a fair evaluation that you had the chance to do that in class?
5: Absolutely, yeah. It really gave me an opportunity to kind of look and see. First, I need to realize, you know, where where my state is, where I am at, and and what I'm what I need to in, you know improve in my life personally before I can really really start reaching out to others and improving theirs. You know, I'm I'm one of those that I you know one of my main uh, things that I needed to overcome was making sure that I understood that. Uh, I, w- I was a little bit controlling a little bit, and I needed to get to, to empower others. And that was one of the concepts that really grasped me was I want to be able to realize, okay, you know what? I need to allow other people to do to move, do more and allow them the, the opportunity for growth rather than me just wanting it to be a perfect situation. So as I understood a little bit more about myself and try to get myself in a better position to be able to have empathy for others and to be able to see really what's going on in their lives and to be able to, you know, better be in a better position to help them, it really it came it started with me. It started with what am I doing and how can I improve my vision and, and my intellect so that I can see what needs to be done.
8: Yeah. And and only sometimes and God changes that, you know, and when we're in the now mm-hmm. moment, that's a chance you got a chance to experience that in the now moment to, to not be set up by your plans. And, you know, there's a lot of metaphors. You know, I always joke with people that if I was a superhero, I'd be metaphor man. You know, I'd have a, <laughs> I'd have a cape and there'd be the M with another M stacked below it. But that was it because that whole class. I could write a dissertation on. Uh, It's a bunch of uh, metaphors. And, you know, in that class, you don't know what's coming next, right? You don't really have an agenda. You don't have a schedule. I don't give that to you, correct?
5: Right, right. Absolutely.
8: And, And I want that to be just like life. For those of us that follow God, we're on God's agenda, not our agenda. We're on God's timeline. Not our timeline. And so we can't control what's happening to us. We can't control the old saying, you know, success. You, you know, there's, a, there's a, a, a sailing ship on the waters being blown to and fro with high waves. It says success. You cannot control the wind, but you can adjust your sails. And exactly. and that's what I wanted the class to be like. And even though you didn't know what was going on and when it was going on, you had absolute control of yourself, uh, how you responded, what your attitude was, the commitment level you brought to everything. I, I mean, I think that's a fair analogy, yes?
9: Yes, absolutely.
8: And, and it fed that controlling versus empowering thing because if we are children of God, then we know that God is in control, then why are we attempting to be so controlling? Either God's in control or we're not. And I'm not God, and neither are you, right, brother?
5: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Far so, from it.
8: Amen, amen. So what do you? What have you noticed different about yourself this week, Craig? I know you're in training. I know you're not in your normal environment. What, what have you noticed different about yourself this week since class?
5: Well, I'm pretty blessed in that I live actually close to where I'm doing the training, so I'm one of the oh, very cool. few that actually gets to live, I get to stay at home. So okay. the wonderful thing about it was I was able to go home still and and share it with my family, but also with my teammates. You know, I've had a great opportunity to meet these, these uh, men that I work with now. We've become one, and I've really been able to look at, at them and see you know <clears throat> you know how I can my attributes can help them in little ways. But you know, one thing that, that with that empowering uh, feeling as i went home and i have a i've got a 16 year old son and uh i could see immediately when i got home how i had been holding him back because i was wanting to be able to control the things that he was doing to make sure you know i want him to be i want him to be good and i want him to do the right things and so i was kind of he was starving for the opportunity to to be empowered and to make some of his own decisions now of course we still have to have some guidelines and some rules yeah. But he was looking for that. He was looking forward to that. And so we sat down the, the, the second night I was home, and we came up with a plan to, to give him more power and more authority over his own personal life because, you know, dad's not always going to be there, and he's got to be able to learn to, to uh, you know, think on his, on his own and stand on his own two feet, and, and it sometimes, you know, suffer a few little consequences here and there. And yeah. so this is the time to, to be guiding him and helping them
8: so that when he gets out on his own, that he has those skills for himself. Amen. Well, great words of wisdom. I'm sure he's appreciative, and man, it's probably impacted that relationship in a huge way in a very short period of time, so thank you so much for sharing that, but uh, we're getting ready to go to heartbreak, Craig, and I know you got a lot of training to do, so God bless you. Thank you for sharing with our listeners, and uh, you have a great day, and we'll talk soon, my friend, okay? All right, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, God bless you, brother. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, once you realize who you are, uh, and why you're here, then everything changes, and that's what I do. You know, where does one of us go? You know, I'm 54 years old. Craig's probably in his mid 50s, uh, maybe later. I don't know. He he looks pretty good, uh, but you know, you know, I, I'm not going to go to boot camp again. I'm not going to join the army again. I'm not going to storm the beaches of Normandy. Uh, I'm not in the NFL, so I don't go through two a days and the OTAs where I'm pushed and I'm taxed. So where does a leader go? to be pushed, to be taxed, to be stretched. And that's really what I believe I do. I create an environment for each individual to take a 100% honest look at themselves. Uh, and this level of honesty is in relation to how they can improve in every aspect. You know, to be a better boss, a better co-worker, a better team player, a better human being, heck, a better spouse, a better parent, a better Christian, or a better Muslim, or a better Jew. Whatever those roles you are to in your life, I'm not here to define you. What I do is I create an environment for you to take a look at your life and then make some life-altering decisions based on these existential questions that we ask. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. We'll be back in three minutes. Who are you? We have a planetary emergency.
0: Duly noted.
8: That phrase may sound shrill,
0: He may be a globalist, but I still like him.
9: Whatever.
6: I'm a capitalist. Come on.
2: Retiring is easy. Staying retired is the hard part. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing nine mistakes that can ruin your retirement, whether you're already retired or just planning for retirement. These mistakes need to be avoided for you to succeed. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570, or you can call them right now with your questions, 855 231 6010.
0: Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at
2: freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe. Here's a real student testimonial from Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training.
7: The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process The tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values.
2: Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net.
3: Crazy? Some people think walking down the street muttering to yourself is crazy. I'll tell you what crazy is. Crazy is walking down the street with half a cantaloupe on your head saying, I'm a hamster. I'm a hamster. That's crazy. Who are you?
8: <laughs> I am no hamster. Okay, you can call me a lot of things. A lot of people call me Mr. Black. They call me the black man. Uh, my wife calls me Boo. Uh, but I don't think I've ever been called a hamster, nor have I walked down the street with a half a cantaloupe on my head up until now. I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network, and John and I are having a little bit too much fun. But you know what? You can live your life like it matters. You can deal with the truthful things of life, the honest things of life, uh, and still enjoy yourself. Uh, Life is what we make of it. You know, no one responds to reality. What we respond to is our frame, our map of reality. Uh, And the map is not the territory. It's a nice rendition. It's a nice example. It gives you kind of a little bit of an understanding, uh, but it's not the actual territory itself. And so today, on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about existential, and that is actually our word of the day. Uh, It's a big word, and you know what it means? Relating to existence, uh, or affirming existence. Uh, We're not talking about the philosophical concept of existentialism, but we are talking about those important questions of, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? Uh, if today was my last day on this planet, did it matter one bit that I was given the gift of life? Why did God put me on this planet, allow me to know him, to love him, to uh, let me know his word, and then keep me here? What's my purpose? And that's key. Those are key questions because those questions, I'll keep you going when people tell you to stop. I'm going to be honest with you. I look at America today and I shake my head. This is not the country uh, I once loved so much. It's not the country I joined the military to fight and die for. Uh, this is not the country that Ronald Reagan talked about. On a great, we become bitter and angry and because we've lost who we are. We, people used to come here and be assimilated, uh, become Americans. Uh, uh, we've got a great listing base in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, in Nivaldi, Nivaldo, sorry, Nivaldo. He's one of the greatest Americans I've ever met. Now, the problem is he has a Brazilian passport and has never been to America. I'm working to get him here. But he loves America. He loves what it stands for. He wants to be a great American. And today, uh, we're asking those questions Who are you? Why are you here? And uh, we have Team 211 joining us. And uh, I want to open the phone lines to a very special guest of mine, uh, Jace. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. How are you doing, my friend? Doing pretty good. Uh, thank you for having me on there. Uh, you know, Jace, how old are you? I'm 20. Okay. So for whatever reason, uh, I know what it's like to be young and alone. I didn't have a good father. I was on my own at 16, in the Army at 17. And so last night I was talking to a 17-year-old kid in North Carolina who's going to be in my class next weekend and who attempted suicide. Uh, You know you had a 17-year-old kid in your class who was in a bad accident who uh, basically has the world in front of him but thought he died in the accident. He stopped living, right? You know that, correct?
9: Yes. Yes.
8: And so, man, I saw you, Jace, when you came in class, you're just beaten down, uh, sh- shy, timid, uh, wouldn't make eye contact, uh, not of great stature, would shrink down even lower. Um, you know, when you came in my class, what was going on in your head and your heart? What did you think about yourself when you came into my class on Thursday?
9: I didn't think I was worth anything. I didn't have any purpose to get up. I just kind of got through the day. I didn't have anything to look forward to. just just getting through. I was thought I was good enough. That, was, yep. that all
8: changed. And that was and you know a lot of people like that, right? A lot of people, your age group, a lot of people, young people out there really have no drive, have no purpose. It's it seems like country's going to heck in a handbasket and uh there's not a lot of opportunity. I think that's a fair statement, yes? Yes, sir. Yeah. But what's different about Jace today? Um uh, today. I, this morning, I woke up, and
9: I, I prayed. Before, I didn't believe in God. I just didn't ever have anyone to push me towards the path of God, and I do believe that class put me in the God's hands.
8: Yep, yep. And uh, you're a different man today, aren't you? Yes, sir. You You look different, correct? Yep, I have a smile you, on my face right now. Yep, you think different, correct? Yeah, uh, completely different. Yep, you're breathing different, standing different, yes?
9: Yep, I have a firm stand, I take deep breaths in through my
8: nose, and I breathe out my mouth. Uh, You're standing tall, you're making eye contact with people, so you're treating people differently, correct? Yep. Uh, And one thing I did, and I worked with you one-on-one because I care about you, and I I never knew you before this class is uh, I really worked on your belief systems, on who you are and what value you have, correct? Yes, sir. And you see yourself now, you have value, you have a reason for living, correct? Yeah.
9: I wake yeah. up and I jump out of bed. I don't sit there in bed like I used to. I'd sit in bed for 45 minutes before I'd get up. Now I just jump out of bed and I get to go. And
8: Yep. You know why? Because there was no reason to get out of bed. My little boy, Benaya. Boy, he struggles. He hates to go to bed. He'll cry. He'll carry on. Sometimes he's still up at midnight in his room. He, You know why? He doesn't want to miss anything. And as little kids, we don't want to go to bed because we don't want to miss anything. And then before we're even out on our own, we don't want to get out of bed because there's no reason to get up anymore. But today, uh, you have a reason to get up every morning, don't you? Yeah. And that won't change. Nope, it won't change. And boy, right after class, you got hit by blindside. You know, you you're walking with God now. You never had a relationship with God. And I told you, it's a spiritual battle. That there's good and evil, and there's the the our God and in His enemy, the devil. And boy, he's going to want to pull you off. And boy, just a couple of days after class, you get you got hit blindside. It was something that almost knocked you back to who you were before, right? Yes, sir. But you handled Did it differently. Up. Yep. I dusted myself off, and I kept pushing. And something that made you scared, now you, you you embraced it with confidence, and the something you were so worried, you reached out and you said, Ms. Black, I'm worried. And you th- you were down on yourself, and you thought, I'd look down on you. But I coached you gave you a little encouragement, and then when you went into the experience, how would you handle it?
9: I was confident. I wasn't scared. I just put my trust in God, and I just went through it.
8: Yeah. So, so proud of you, Jay. So proud of you. Matter of fact, so proud of you. I renamed you, didn't I? I gave you a new name, didn't I?
9: Yes, you did. Mister. What was the new name I gave you? Mr. Spall. I am strong. I am powerful. I can overcome anything. And I am a leader.
8: Amen. Amen. You feel good saying that, don't you? <laughs>
9: yes, sir. I looked at myself in the morning this morning, and I told myself that. And then I didn't believe it, so I screamed it to myself, and then I believed it.
8: <laughs> amen, amen. I watched Joe Jays. I'm proud of you, and you have my private cell phone, right? You know that I text you in the morning, yep. don't I reach out to you, don't I?
9: yep, and I read your word of God this morning. It made me happy. It really did. yeah,
8: yep. well, that's what people on the radio they think I'm just saying this. I'm just some talking head nah. Uh this is all truth. this is all truth. You went through the toughest training most people ever go through. You overcame you learned about yourself, and now you're living your life like it matters, correct
9: yeah, on the first day of training, I looked at that door about six to seven times and I thought I could just walk out. But what better would I do if I walked out and I wanted to better myself and that's why I was in that class and i I changed i was I'm a better person now.
8: Uh. Well, Jason, I'm proud of you. You know, you and I have as long until God pulls us off this planet, uh, which is soon. I don't know how soon, but it's soon. soon. Uh, you want to you know you have my number. I'm going to send you a text you every day. And if you need anything, and you've already proven that, uh, that you call out, okay? Thank you. Thank you so uh, much. You're welcome, my friend. God bless you, and you have a great week. Go back to training, okay? I will. Thanks. All right, buddy. Get there soon. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jesus said the truth will set you free. But it was Charles Garfield that said, first, it's going to make you miserable. And a lot of us live in this thing called denial. And denial is not only a river in Egypt. Uh, it's a way for us to avoid dealing with the tough situations. And that's what I do. I'm, that's why I call myself a life caddy. I'm not a coach. Boy, you can you can go on the line and pay $5. And everybody's a life coach. Everybody's a life coach. No, I'm a life caddy. A caddy carries the clubs of the golfer. A caddy gives advice at an appropriate time. A caddy knows how the golfer plays. A caddy knows the course. But it's the golfer that gets the credit. It's the golfer that signs the card. It's the golfer that gets the rewards. It's the golfer that gets the glory. That's what I am. I'm a life caddy. There's a lot of baggage. We're all carrying a lot of baggage around. Let me help you carry that baggage better, more proficient. Let me help you learn who you are and why you're here and what your purpose is. Go to likeitmatters.net, listen to this radio show, an hour of power, an hour a day from 11 to 12, every Monday through Friday, Central Center Time. If you miss any of it, go to likeitmattersradio.com. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Who are
0: you? I believe what I said yesterday, I don't know what I said, uh, but but I I know what I think, and uh, (laughs) I assume it's what I
3: said. Duly noted. Man's got to know his limitations. You lack
8: discipline.
9: That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over.
5: ...may be making you sick. This is Sheila Hittner from Our Healthy Homes. In 23 years of selling real estate, I've seen a lot of sick homes filled with toxic chemicals on the floor, the countertops, and yes, in the air. Tune in to Our Healthy Homes Saturdays at 10 a.m. We'll help you replace the poisons with natural safe products that work wonderfully and are less expensive.
0: Our Healthy Homes with Keith and Sheila Hittner. Saturday mornings at 10, here on Freedom 1570.
4: ringing lever